What's your most embarrassing Lent story? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is that year that I was presiding at Ash Wednesday Mass and uh, and didn't uh, receive ashes. <laughs> clearly, oh, clearly, you've gotten over this a week later. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> 2023 coming in strong. <laughs> a good first impression for the pastor's first Lent here I at the know. parish. Well, apparently, you don't need ashes. Hi, this is Michael, and Father, I'm not over it yet, Jeff McBeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome to the 23 Podcast, 23 minutes of life at St. John the 23rd Parish, and getting you ready for Mass this weekend with the Gospel reading. Father, how are you doing? Excellent. Yourself? Egg- excellent. Oh, it's I'm not good. Easter yet. No, not yet. It's I'm doing very, very well. I uh, I do enjoy a good little play on words, but mm-hmm. I have, no, I have fair. nothing. Yeah, fair. I mean, it's dad jokes. I mean, when mm-hmm. you become a dad, you just look for That's them. right. It's like, it's a- one of those... Anywhere uh, and everywhere. It's one of those special gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> dad jokes. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't know that. It must it must be... It's like a fruit of the Spirit. It's the 13th Oh, one. maybe, right. The yeah, 13th, the fruit, 13th of the fruit of the Spirit. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. All right, so uh, we're going into the second Sunday of the Lenten season, uh, which, as we talked about last week, we're going to talk about the Transfiguration today, this little light of mine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Uh, But if you remember last week, we went through a rousing recap of the calendar. (laughs) Uh, We are more organized this time, so let's just kind of run down some of the things coming up here in this week of Lent. We have our upcoming Stations of the Cross, and that's going to be on March 10th. Yep. We also have our upcoming Reconciliation Service. That's on a Tuesday night. It, uh, no, that's on a Thursday night. We're oh, doing so well. I said we were so organized. I defaulted because we've always done Thursdays. Yeah. Or we've it, always done Tuesdays. Oh, we're, my. We're just mixing it up a little bit. Okay, let's do this again. On Thursday the 9th, the right, Lenten which, Reconciliation which Service. becomes before the 10th anyway. Then on the 10th, Stations of the Cross. Yes. I got. I really was too confident. Yeah. And then coming up next week on the 15th, our Lenten Night of Worship. Yep. So three things to keep on your calendar. Also, of course, come to Mass this weekend because yeah. it's the second Sunday of Lent. Yeah. So always a good time. Uh, this weekend, we have the account of the Transfiguration. So why don't we just get into it today? Sure. And we can uh, spend some time just reflecting on this gospel. This is from Matthew uh, chapter 17. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, 
with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Uh, have Were you at any time in your life an uh, avid camper, or have you been camping? I have been camping. Do you, are, are you a fan of camping? Not necessarily. Okay, we have this in common. And mm-hmm. I would like just to put this out here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is no critique of people that love camping. Mm-hmm. No. Because I know lots of people that love camping. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. I do not love camping. So I love the inclination to... I've never gone somewhere and I'm like, I'm going to put up a tent here. Yeah. I'm, I want I want to stay in this outdoor moment. I think people who love camping like, have a souped up RV. Absolutely. That's how you camp. Mm-hmm. You walk in. You've got air the, conditioning. <laughs> step one, Water. air conditioning. Yes. Toilet. All that. Flat screen TV. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. All the essentials. Mattress. Mm-hmm. I've only actually ever been camping once in my whole life. Like tent camping. Mm-hmm. And it was for a like a a band competition mm-hmm. in high school. If you are if you're familiar at all with DCI Drum Corps International mm-hmm. and there's these drum corps, they're made up of uh, high school, I believe, like late high school and college age students that um, they're basically marching bands that are from regional areas of the United States and they compete throughout the summer months. It's actually incredible. I always recommend checking out a competition if it's nearby. Um, but we had kind of traveled with some friends that were in high school and in band and the family decided they were going to camp overnight and then go to the show the next day. I think I slept on a tree root. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. like a tiny root. I'm mm-hmm. talking not like princess in the pea size. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like the tree was in my back. Mm-hmm. The whole stump mm-hmm. was in my back all night. And I, I told myself at that point. Done. Never camping again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, not not my not my forte. But I was what I was hoping was because I know the listeners will be surprised that we don't plan anything before we right. <laughs> hit record. I was hoping you had a good camping story. That was where I was what I was going for. Um, would you, I mean, there was uh, times where we camped, uh, in the past, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, never with a group of buddies. Well, it was, uh, it was the week long boy scout camp oh. that, um, that did me in and, uh, <laughs> did me in. yeah, they had a lot of mosquitoes. It was just, oh. it, was, it was rough. Yeah. And, um, like the day, the penultimate day of camp, Ooh, I know, man. I know. And, um, I, we were washing our dishes. Like Don't how, get choked up. Bobby. How they it's do okay. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, just you know, with how they do it with the with buckets of super hot water and yeah. and all that. And you're you got metal like mess kits that you're washing and right. So I dumped a bunch of hot water on my foot, um, and got blistered and everything. No and way. So they uh, they one of the the camp or scout leaders just took me home. That was it. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> you I was were done. done. I packed up and I was done. And um, yeah, it just sort of drove me back to my house. And um, luckily, my mom was home. Yeah. <laughs> and little so, little Jeff was never the same again. Yeah. How well, old were you? Um. So this is probably I was like sixth grade, I think, twelve ish. Okay. So, okay. 
Actually, it stunk because like we had a, a pool at the time in the back, and I really couldn't at go your in. house. Yeah, I house. really couldn't go in it because you know my foot was all wrapped up with wow. burn medicine or whatever, and so. Um, well, I'm glad we could relive this positive memory with you. Yeah, I, I'm sorry I brought it up. That's all right. I I apologize. Anyway, that's what came to mind today when we were talking about the yes. gospel reading, because I I just love that. Really, it's I think it's the joy of um, Peter, you know, saying, "Man, this is so good that we're here for this. Let's just stay in it forever." It actually reminds me a little bit of what we talked about last week with the revival down at Esbury mm-hmm. University. Mm-hmm. Like, it was magne- It's been magnetic for people that they they have chosen to stay and it just keeps going on mm-hmm. i think peter was looking for a good old-fashioned revival yeah a tent revival, a tent revival. oh i think the uh, steubenville youth conferences were all tent camping in their, in their really original days oh, i didn't know that yeah um but you know the word um we get the word tabernacle from the yes. word it means tent and so even mm. though our churches is more like a like a little golden house you know it, it <laughs> the word tabernacle <laughs> means means tent and so, in, in one way, he's you know, there, there was the feast of booths um, there and uh, in Israel, and yeah. so he's like you know Wait, let, the let, feast of what booths booths b o o t h s. It's a hard I, word to say. I did. Not, I thought you were talking about uh, drinks, like booths. Oh, booths. No, that's what I. Yeah. Heard. I just wanted to make sure that the listener understood it was Correct. booth. Yeah. Booth. Yeah. Okay, can, continue. Keep going. Um, so you know, in some ways, he's saying, "Let us make three tabernacles." You know, and that, of course, that tent we get use that word because that was the place of God's dwelling. Yeah. You know, when they went through their desert time, and we have references to that even in this um, Transfiguration uh-huh. passage. And so, recognizing you know, the holiness and everything, you know, wanted to, to make a place, you know, to where, where God was going to dwell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point too, it is like, yeah, let's stay here in the moment, you know, cause this is just so great. Right. Um, but ultimately the transfiguration is to give, you know, those sort of inner circle three apostles, a glimpse of who he w- really was in his glory and the glory that, that we're made for, mm. you know, because we're meant to share in his resurrection. And so in the other accounts of the transfiguration, um, we see this maybe a little bit more, but even here it says, as they were coming down from the mountain, you know, he charged them not to say anything. It was sort of just for them because they were soon to experience his passion and death. Mm. And so he wanted to give them a little reminder that the weight there's of who he was, you know, that he really is the, the son of God shining in glory kind of hidden you know, in his, in his human nature. Yeah. Um, but that was, who he was none, nonetheless. And so, you know, maybe too for us that, you know, in our own sort of valley times, yeah. you know, to remember um, the Lord's presence and his glory and that we're made for that, that same glory and that we're, we're meant to dwell in that for all eternity. Yeah. Um, you know, so that it's, it helps sustain us, you know, in our own, in our own trials and, and challenges and difficulties. Absolutely. I, uh, I think it could be, very helpful as you kind of are looking for maybe something to reflect on this week is try to maybe see where Jesus has revealed himself to you. Uh, Cause we look at this grandiose uh, revelation that's in the gospel this weekend. And we think, man, I could believe so well if something like this would happen to me, if Jesus would take me up to a mountain and be mm-hmm. transfigured above me, 
I wouldn't even get tents. I'd get mm-hmm. an Airbnb or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, but there are ways that if we are really reflecting on our, our day-to-day encounters with other people or the way that um, we encounter Jesus in the Mass, I love that you always use that in your homily, you know, mm-hmm. that you know as we encounter, it's a great way to remind us that Mass is not passive, that it's an active thing, that it's a relational thing, right? Um, that we can kind of maybe be more mindful of how Jesus is revealing himself. Uh, a story that <laughs> comes to mind, I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you. It mm-hmm. was it was last summer. It was before you came here to this parish, uh, before our friendship blossomed into the beautiful flower that it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was a Sunday morning before mass. And it was, I remember it was nice outside because I was drinking coffee out on the front porch, just kind of praying, looking through the readings for the day. And, uh, I, I remember thinking, cause we were going on a trip that week, like, you know, God, there's a lot of transition happening soon. And, um, you know, there's just a lot going on in life and, you know, help me to be aware of like your presence mm-hmm. and your, um, your reality in my life on mm-hmm. a daily basis. And I was just thinking, you know, in the next seven to 10 days, love Michael. Right. right? <laughs> and, uh, that morning, not more than 90 minutes later, mm-hmm. I was at church and this man, I don't even know. He might listen to the podcast. He wasn't from here. He was visiting, but he was aware of the parish from watching online and things like that from out of town. And he came up to me and he said the following words. I need to tell you today that Jesus Christ is alive and real and in your life. Nice. And I just stared at him. Yeah. And I was like, who are you angel of God? And what is this message you're delivering me? And um, I was like, wow. Wow, this this was not something I was expecting, and I, honestly, I I felt very kind of like stunned for the next mass because I just thought I'm not even sure what just happened. Now that that seems like kind of a crazy story. I can tell you, to me, that happened in that sequence yep. that day. Yep, it doesn't always happen like that. Correct. It doesn't always happen on a mountain. Yeah, but God does reveal Himself to us in little ways every single day. Yeah, I guess that brought two thoughts in my mind. One especially when when God seemed more distant or maybe we're more distant. Yeah. Um, and we're just sort of wondering, I don't know. You know, it, it is important to have that spirit of remembrance that we, we do recognize you know, maybe at a time that God really has reached into our, our life and that that was a that was a, a glimmer of, of the ultimate glory. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're we're meant to hold on to those and to recall those. But I love the the story of the gentleman that came up with a with their word for you because um, I think we talked about this even the last week that we're all sort of in it together, and that God can use us to speak uh, a word of life and yeah. truth uh, into one another. And sometimes we maybe we we think maybe I should go. I feel like I should go say this to this person, mm. and we think no, nah, I think I'm weird or that's dumb or maybe I'm just making this up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit does give other people a word through us. And that's just, friends, if you are if you have that inclination, I just encourage you to just sort of act on that. And you can even explain it away as, this might sound crazy, it, it, I, this is sort of weird for me, but I just felt like I needed to share this <laughs> with you. That's how our relationship started, really. <laughs> this is going to be a little weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, I'm open to it. Bring it. But it's of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but bring it. 
Well, you know, truthfully, as as people in ministry, I think we get to witness this maybe a little bit more than others do, just because, you know, even just think about when you're preaching a homily, everybody's hearing the words that you speak with the lens of whatever is happening in their lives currently. Yeah. The same could be said about the music that we yeah. play on the weekends, right? And so God is speaking to people through words, through music, through circumstances that we have no idea how that's hitting them uh, in the moment. But we get to hear sometimes beautiful stories from people yeah. of like, wow, those words really affected me. Wow, that song really touched me this weekend, whatever it may be. And I, I would be very surprised if those that are are listening today can't think of an opportunity or an example of their own lives where they said something or or did something for someone that had a profound reaction you know and sometimes we you know i think god puts people on our minds and i've i tried to be a little bit better about this myself um in recent year or two that if if someone's on my mind maybe i'll just text them and be like just wanted to let you know you've been on my mind and i've just said a prayer for you yeah you know, I did that with a still waiting for that with, a, with a friend of mine once um, down at Damascus, and um, I, yeah, I just felt like I just needed to to let her know that. And you yeah. know, she texted back like, "Whoa, like your timing was perfect. And, like I'm working on this talk, and um, you know, wow. or you're, you're like well, I haven't talked to so and so for a while. Let me let me just call them up and see how they're doing. And it was like sure. like just the call that they needed, you know, at that moment yeah. um, from you specifically, you know, and. It, it is great how, how God can work in those, in those ways. And, um, yeah, I think we just do need to be a little more open to that and attuned to that. I had a friend a couple lengths ago that made a list of 40 people. And this was like something that was really, it really stretched him because this was not in his comfort zone whatsoever, but he made a list of 40 people and consciously reached out to one person per day for the season of Lent. Yeah. Um, whether it was a text message or a phone call, uh, and I thought, man, that's really a cool way to invest in people and to check in on them. It's sort of the spirit of almsgiving, but in a different way. Yeah. You know, which is one of the disciplines of Lent. And it's it's good to know, too, that, like, okay, this is um, whatever is March 5th, Sunday, second Sunday. You know, we've kind of like a week and a half into it. Um, we don't have 40 days anymore. Um, but that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. if if something convicts you like now or even just that that example um you know like maybe i can do that like don't wait till next lent and come up with 40 people like yeah come up with the 30 people with you know whatever days are left and and just do it you know uh father jeff's phone number is 419-874-6502 once again the number here at the parish 419 just kidding that's right i'll be we're waiting for your calls (laughs) we're waiting live now people are standing by You know, there's something powerful about that. And even in the spirit of gratitude, this isn't necessarily related, but it's something that I I did for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, You know, we get gift cards from people, you know, whether it's for the holidays Mm -hmm. or for birthdays or whatever it may be. And then, or you give it to somebody and you never know how they used it or, Mm -hmm. but a gift is a gift, right? Whether it's physical or just money to go towards something. Um, and so we went out to dinner a couple weeks ago, and, and it, we ha- happened to use a gift card. And right on the envelope, the coolest, it had the person's name that gave it to me. And I was like, I'm just going to send this person a text right now. Oh, nice. And say, hey, we just had dinner because of you, and thank you for that. It was an nice. awesome dinner, and we're just thinking of you tonight. Um, and it was just really cool. And I, I, I hope that was appreciated on the other end. But it was a nice way for me to also be like very um, 
aware of being thankful for the people yeah. and, and kindness in, in our lives for sure. All right, Father. Yeah. It's time to take this thing to prayer already. Man. Are you ready? Yes. Reveal yourself to us. Wow, that's Go uh, for high it. expectation. Okay. <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mighty God, um, we're just grateful for who you are, uh, for who we are in you. Uh, help us to remember that we too are beloved daughters and sons uh, of the Father who looks upon us uh, with love. Help us to recall those times in our life when we have um, caught a glimpse of your light. Help that to be an encouragement for us today, Lord, and to witness to that to one another. Help us to be open to the ways that you want your light to be shown to those around us, um, especially those who are in their own kind of darkness, and not to be afraid of that. Help us to be sustained by, by your life in the, in the valley times of our life and knowing that we were made for glory. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That was beautiful, but I, I started you too early. <laughs> I, I was a minute ahead. Wow. I know. That was fantastic, though. Anything that you would like to pray for? I feel like, oh, thank you. That's really nice. I would like to pray for uh, just the opportunity to be more aware of where God mm. is revealing himself to us each day. And to be thankful for these little extra minutes that we get. Yeah. We weren't planning on this extra minute in the podcast today, but here we are enjoying it. Yeah. But that, that is a good reminder of it. And again, it's just a simple prayer we can say, like, God, help me to know and be mindful where you're at. Yep. And um, let the Holy Spirit speak to that. And be respectful of it then, too. Yeah. To right. receive it. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about, like, <laughs> I've never really thought of a tabernacle as a little golden house, <laughs> but being aware of the presence inside of it yeah that's the most important all right friends uh father and i gotta go camping so we'll see you in a couple weeks (laughs) have a wonderful week